during this last week of the year, given that we are on vacation, we republish a favorite episode from a few months ago. Enjoy. New Year's resolutions. Five days ago, a Jewish friend celebrated Rosh Hashanah, their new year. Belated Shana Tova to all our Jewish listeners. Next Sunday will be Yom Kippur, the holiest day in their calendar year. And the days in between are called Aseret Jamei Tshuva, the days of awe, during which time every devout Jew is to reflect upon the past year and ask forgiveness of people she has offended. Before our listeners fear that this will be a glum podcast and tune out, allow us to assure you, we're not intending to guilt trip anybody. But the confluence of dates made us think of the Western New Year and of the typical resolutions many of us make. Many of those are very much induced by guilt such as the decision to go on a diet because one had spent the previous month eating and drinking to excess. But more importantly, the season around New Year's Day does not lend itself to reflection, given all the festivities and frivolities which typically accompany that time of the year. So what if we took a page out of our Jewish friend's book and made their New Year ours too? After all, for many of us, whether academics or not, the planning year starts in September anyway, with kids going back to school or university and summer gradually coming to an end. One could object that this year one has the feeling of Groundhog Day, each week feeling like the previous one with very little change and always the same kind of frustrations. In fact, when somebody told me the other day that we had just passed the six months mark for the pandemic, I was surprised. I could not believe that it had already been half a year. So let us assume for a moment that we have convinced you of the mental experiment to consider this week to be the first one of a new year. What is the point? On the most fundamental level, This would mean that we are passing a threshold, albeit an artificial one. And every threshold merits a mindful pause which allows us to look back and forward. French Jesuits have a wonderful word for a spiritual practice of theirs called relecture. There isn't a good translation for this word. Review comes probably the closest. But relecture is significantly richer For one, it presupposes that our lives are stories, narratives, which wait to be unlocked like any good novel or tale. And rereading our story, which is the literal meaning of the word, means seeking to understand the possibly hidden or missed meaning of certain events in our past. We don't need to be psychoanalysts 
to see that it is often only in hindsight that we understand and properly interpret what has happened to us or what we did weeks, months, or years ago. Therefore, a first step during this New Year season could be to review the past year, or at least the past six months. How have I fared? How have I coped with the changes, challenges, and vicissitudes of the past little while? What are moments that I am proud of because I showed resilience, patience, magnanimity? And what are instances I would just as soon delete from this movie because I was petty, selfish, or childish in my reactions? Are there events or interchanges which, while not being able to delete them, I could at least redress by talking them through with somebody or even asking for forgiveness? But to not just focus on the negative, other incidents, interactions, people, I am deeply grateful for because they blessed me and gave me life in this pandemic season. Might I want to express that to them in a note or short conversation? And what are some learnings from the last six months that I want to hold on to? We think you will begin to realize that such an exercise cannot simply be accomplished in five minutes, but requires time and recollectedness. A second step, maybe the more common one at New Year, is the taking of resolutions. So looking forward, what are a few actions we want to take? We stress the word few, since it can be easy to come up with a whole shopping list of to-dos, a list which will quickly discourage us because we have neither the bandwidth nor the energy to apply ourselves to all those tasks. So a first question might be, what do I want to continue doing since those actions have served me well in the last little while. Phoning a friend regularly, checking in on our neighbor, limiting how much news I watch, whatever. Secondly, what do I want to begin doing or doing differently than during the past few months? Meditating to counter anxiety, generosity with others as antidote to selfishness, reading rather than binge watching, more regular conversations with my partner in order to stay united on key issues, whatever. Which brings us to our last point. Consider finding a Rosh Hashanah partner in crime, whether it is your spouse, housemate, or good friend. Seek out somebody with whom you can share your New Year's resolutions. Give that person permission to speak into your plans, possibly questioning how realistic they are or suggesting slight adjustments, and ask them to keep you accountable by gently asking you every few weeks how you are faring with your new decisions. And ideally, get them to also go through the same exercise. One famous line from Socrates is, the unexamined life is not worth living. This season is a chance to examine our life, our priorities, our actions. Don't wait until the 31st of December to do so. Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.